Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Don't Limit God. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today hungry for more of your word. Teach us through your word, Father. Holy Ghost, guide us. Help us to discern properly, Father, your scriptures so we know what you're trying to tell us and not to twist it to match our preconceived notions or our religious doctrine. We come hungry, Father, to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about this topic, don't limit God. My friends, many people think that God is up in heaven controlling everything. He could have chose to do that, but with his supreme authority, he gave us free will. He gave us power with our words. You and I can limit God from the plan that he has for our lives. Let's talk today about limiting God and start in Psalm 78, verses 40 through 42 in the New King James Bible. 40, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. 41, yes, again and again they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. Folks, right there you have it. They limited God again and again from doing what he wanted to do in their lives. 42, they did not remember his power, the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. My friends, oftentimes we start thinking in the flesh, in the natural. Well, how can God take care of this problem? But we have to remember his power and he can do anything. Psalm 78 in the Living Bible, verse 41b says, And they limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them his blessings. My friends, God wants to shower us with blessings. He's a giving God. He's a good God, and he wants to bless his people. 42, they forgot his power and love and how he had rescued them from their enemies. Now, Proverbs 23, 7a in the New King James Bible, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. My friends, our thought life can limit God and what he can do in our lives because our thoughts oftentimes become words and our words oftentimes become actions. Hebrews 11.6 in the Amplified, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Folks, if we don't have faith, we cannot please God in that area of our life, and he can't pour down his blessings like he'd like to because of our lack of faith. Malachi 3, verses 7 through 9 in the Amplified. 7, yet from the days of your fathers you have turned away from my statutes and ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? My friends, our disobedience can limit God from blessing us like he'd like to. And in what areas? Let's go to verse 8. Will a man rob God that you are robbing me? But you say, and what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings you have withheld. Nine, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me this whole nation. My friends, when we rob God, 
in tithes and offerings. We are cursing our lives in that area. Now Job 15, 8 in the Amplified. Do you hear the secret counsel of God? And do you limit the possession of wisdom to yourself? Folks, I hope the answer for all of us to that question is no. If we limit wisdom to ourselves, we're in trouble. And we're limiting God because he wants to help us. Galatians 6, 7 in the Amplified. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside for whatever a man sows. This and only this is what he will reap. Folks, that's one area our words are so important in. If we sow words of disbelief and words without faith, we are going to reap the wrong things. Ephesians 6, 8 in the Amplified Bible. Knowing that whatever good each one does, he will receive this back from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. My friends, if we do good things, we'll be blessed. No, we can't earn salvation, but if we're born again, we're going to want to do good things for the kingdom of God. Now, Numbers 13 in the Amplified Bible. Spies view the land. One, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Two, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. From each of their fathers' tribes, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. Folks, right there, God said, I'm going to give you this land. Let's continue. Three, so Moses sent spies from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the Israelites. Now skip down to verse 16. These are the names of the men who Moses sent to spy out the land. But Moses called Hoshi, the son of Nun, Joshua, the Lord is salvation. 17. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the Negev, the south country, then go up into the hill country. 18. See what the land is like and whether the people who are there are strong or weak, few or many. Now verse 19. And whether the land in which they live is good or bad, and whether the cities in which they live are open camps or fortifications. 20. And what the land is, whether it is fat, productive, or lean, whether there is timber on it or not, make an effort to get some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes, 21. So they went up and spied out from the land, from the wilderness of Zin to Rohab, a town in Lebanon, at Lebo Hamath in the far north, 22. And they had gone up to the Negev, the south country, they went to Hebron and Hinman and Seshi and Talmi. The descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. 23. Then they came to the valley of Ishkol, cluster of grapes. From there they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them with some of the pomegranates and the figs. 24. That was called the valley of Ishkol, cluster of grapes, because the cluster of grapes which the sons of Israel cut down there. The spies reports, 25, when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, 26, they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel on the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh and brought back word to them to all the congregation and showed them the land's fruit. 27, 
They reported to Moses and said, We went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. 28. But the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified, walled, and very large. Moreover, we saw there the descendants of Anak, people of great stature and courage. 29. The people descended from Amalek live in the land of the Negev, south country. The Hittite, the Jebusite, and the Amorite live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the Dead Sea and along the side of the Jordan. 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. My friends, Caleb believed the report of the Lord. God had already told them to go take the land. But now 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are too strong for us. 32, so they gave the Israelites a bad report about the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we went in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. 33, we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, so we were in their sight. My friends, there you have it. God told them to possess the land, but they chose to look in the natural realm, and they chose the bad report. They said we look like grasshoppers, and they limited God from doing anything to help them. You see, God could have drug him into that land, but no, the same way with you and I, he's not going to drag us anywhere. We can limit God if we choose to do so. Let's all choose not to limit God in any area of our lives. Let's pray. Father, we repent of anywhere in our lives where we've limited you from helping us, Father. We know that we have to obey your word and follow you, Father, and have faith and speak the right words. Think upon the right things, Father, and take the right actions. And we choose to live for you more and more on fire each and every day, Father. And thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.